morning show, Sports Time 590. The fan bad is Brent Gunning. Conference Championship weekend. Three remaining football games. Well, we did. We got verification that the the Pro Bowl is not a game anymore. Is mm-hmm. it dodgeball? Dodgeball. Yeah. Uh, they play flag football though. Apparently, because oh, flag football is going to the yeah, but flag football is coming to the Olympics, so they gotta mm. you know get us ready for that. My kid is playing flag football for the first time uh, this summer, so that'll be exciting. Uh, skill position guy. They're all skill positions in flag, flag that, football. That's, that's the best part of it. That's true. Skill position guy. Uh, all right. So there's only what? How many permutations here? Mm. Three, four permutations of Super Bowl matchups. I'll let you do all the math on the show. What's your what's your preferred Super Bowl matchup? When you're talking about the Lions, 49ers, Ravens, Chiefs. I'm I'm really torn. Cause the I'm sorry to the Lions, but the NFC representative for me is easy. I want the 49ers yeah. in there. They got the defense that makes you feel the type of way. We get to have a referendum on Brock Purdy one way or another after the game. I'm very, very here for the 49ers. I'm torn on on Chiefs and Ravens. Like we've talked about a million times, we love dynasties, we love greatness. I uh, I don't want. I mean, the Mahomes thing, like you know, the the next Bradying of it all. I like. I don't need to see another mm. one of those. But I'm not blind to how great of a storyline that is. But I think push comes to shove. I want Ravens 49ers. Ravens and 49ers have been the best teams in the NFL more or less, all season long. They've each had little swoons here or there, but they've been the two best teams all season long. And if we think we get to have a referendum on Brock Purdy, it's like we get to do certainly another one with Lamar Jackson as well. Maybe he gets a chance to kind of get crowned, really join that club that he, quite frankly, has been unfairly on the outside looking in of. It's been Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, and and then Lamar Jackson. Yeah, the two-time league MVP. Mm Ho-hum. So I think that's what I want. I mean, my uh, my bankroll would say differently because I jumped on the Chiefs at the very beginning of the, the playoff run here. But yeah, give me Ravens Niners. I think... I think for me, that's the most compelling matchup. You're going to tell me I'm wrong, though, and you might be right. Well, I mean, we saw it during the regular season, at least, right? Like, and I guess, you know, I mean, I, maybe that adds fuel to the fire because I yeah. do think in a Super Bowl, I, I guess it depends on how the NFC Championship game would go. I, I think on a neutral field, the 49ers are still favored, despite the fact that the Ravens went into Santa Clara and beat him with Brock Purdy. 33 yep. to 19, right? And that was that the the scoreline ended up flattering the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Or that was a complete and total domination. And I also understand that we've seen Chiefs Niners in a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. although that was a lifetime ago. That was a Jimmy G Niners yeah. team that had a 10-point lead on Patrick Mahomes in the fourth quarter before he went out and stole that game away from them and mm-hmm. won his first Super Bowl. From a narrative perspective, that's that's my that's my ideal Super Bowl and yeah like no offense to the Lions that does feel like a, I I understand it would be an incredible moment for the city of Detroit them getting there though like it it means to me mm. and prove me wrong Lions it means to me that Brock Purdy is a fraud and like that's the conversation we're having this whole off season it's gonna feel I I I don't hmm. think and I I could be proven wrong this weekend I don't think the Lions can just go out and beat 
the 49ers if the if both teams are at the peak of their powers. I think they need a Brock Purdy stubbing his toe. That's going to feel a little bit lesser. Hmm. Um, you know what? Hold on. Now that we've talked about that, though, I actually think the only way the Lions advance in that game is if Jared Goff, like, really steps up and has a massive Jared Goff game. And I feel like... If that happens against that defense, but it's not going to be like throwing sixty-yard bombs like Josh Allen did through no, the hands of Stephon Diggs. Nobody's throwing it like Josh Allen does. And if, if, if the if the line for do I want to see this player in the Super Bowl is can they sling it like Josh but Allen? No, guess the, what? No one gets to play. The so. Lions' formula for success though was through the running game in short. Yeah, but passing. what was the play that that allowed them to win the first playoff game? It was Jared Goff ripping a throw on second and nine to get them that first down. He's going to have to make massive plays should they win that game and if he does it against that defense I'm with you like mm. you power rank the teams I want to see in the Super Bowl sorry Lions they are at the bottom of the four but we'll feel a little differently about Jared Goff if he gets back there especially over that defense. unless it's yeah unless it's Brock Purdy with like five picks yeah that's possible <laughs> I as, as down as I can be on Brock Purdy I actually yeah. don't think that's gonna happen no but because the weather's and, gonna be good yeah. I guess like oh rain but is instead that, of you and me arguing about it yeah let's just you know like Ask the man. Yep. Uh, Charles Davis, the NFL on CBS and NFL Network joins us uh, as he does every Friday. How's it going, Charles? It's going great. How are you guys today? Good. So let's ask you the same question. Like, what's the most fun Super Bowl matchup of the of the four remaining teams for you? The most fun? Yeah. Detroit Detroit, Detroit getting in is fun because they they are everyone's second favorite team. I, I've said that since they were <laughs> had their hard knocks. You know, they, everyone walked around going, I, you know, my favorite team is X, but my God, those Lions look like fun. Man, Dan Campbell and the whole deal. And that is maintained through this year because they played to that level, right? They jumped their level up. We thought they could be a playoff team going into the season. They opened the season being the defending Super Bowl champs on the road and have never really looked back, you know? And I, I think people have really grasped onto that. And the last part of that is they've never changed. Right, You didn't see a change in the middle of the season when the pressure ratcheted up, that Dan Campbell became someone different, right? The way they went about their business was different. No, none of that. The Lions are who they are, and people like them. So to me, America would love to see that. I think people would like, oh, my God, those Lions, that'd be fun. And this hasn't happened since. Oh, that's right, they've never been to a Super Bowl. Yes, let's do it. On the other side, I do think people want to see Baltimore. I have a lot of friends out there who, who, who not the constantly Swifties. talk about Well, yeah, of course not the Swifties, and, you know, I'm a Swiftie, so, you know, they're going to come for me now. I just hope that they continue to stay occupied with doing good deeds like donating to Tyler Bass's Cat Rescue, which I think is a really cool thing. Yeah, that was neat. But, but, but my, my point is all my friends who follow just like we all do, yeah, I've seen Kansas City so much. I'd like to see someone new. You always hear that one. I'd like to see Lamar get validated. So I'm, I'm sending a lot of people would like to see Baltimore. I don't think they'd be averse to Kansas City because of Mahomes. But I do think there's a lot of people would love to see a Baltimore-Detroit matchup. I think the odds makers have it much more of a Baltimore-San Francisco matchup. But I think everyone's warily approaching the Baltimore-Kansas City game because Mahomes and how he plays in the playoffs – gives you pause if you're going to go go against him. Well, that's exactly it, right? And, you know, it kind of leads me to where I wanted to go next with you is just what exactly is at stake for Lamar Jackson this weekend? Because 
if this is any other quarterback, even Joe Burrow or Josh Allen, you know, I know Burrow's a non-factor this year because he's hurt, but you say, okay, you, you want to see what he can do, but it feels to a certain extent like if Lamar Jackson is impressive enough and loses to Patrick Mahomes, well, how can we possibly fault him for it? We barely fault Josh Allen for that. Like, what exactly is at stake for Mahomes just be, or sorry, for Lamar Jackson just because of who he's going against? Like, I kind of look at this as his chance to right enter the club that he's kind of rightfully been on the outside looking in of. Like, we talk about Mahomes and Allen and Burrow, and oh, this guy's about to be the two time league MVP, and this feels like his chance to kind of stamp it home to me. Yeah, in a sense, he kind of will go along with wouldn't you say a Peyton Manning in the sense of mm-hmm. MVPs, Super Bowls, no? Because people forget in the beginning that was a difficult part for Peyton, was that he was piling up the individual awards. And, you know, his team was terrific, but they couldn't get over the hump. And a lot that time it was the Patriots. You remember Peyton's first year in the playoffs, <laughs> you know, I mean, first, excuse me, first playoff win was six year, was a sixth season. Nuts. And Lamar's gone through that to an extent because they haven't advanced deep, right? They haven't been this deep in the playoffs since 2012. The Ravens haven't. Mm-hmm. He has never been the quarterback of that. So your point is well taken that, hey, people are still going to be like, Lamar Jackson's great, two-time MVP, but to truly get into the club, you got to get that final hurdle. And the final hurdle right now is Mahomes because for Mahomes, he had to get through Brady. Mm-hmm. Okay. Brady, gone, Mahomes got through, the whole thing. And in pro wrestling terms, he got over, all right? (laughs) Now you're trying to get over if you are Lamar Jackson. And to get over, Patrick Mahomes is not going to be that good veteran that puts you over as part of the script. you got to go earn that one. Yeah, That's the bottom line because Mahomes has the heart of an assassin. Yeah. Okay. He's he's great commercials and all that other stuff, but at the end of the day, he will happily take your heart out and stomp on it. That's what he wants. That's what his team wants. And they are thrilled in a sense to go to Baltimore because that's again, another hurdle for them. Well, Kansas city, you've never advanced unless you've come out of your own stadium. Okay. Well, we went to Buffalo. They wanted us to come to Buffalo. We did. We won. Now what's next? And teams like that are very difficult to get through. Yeah. Uh, I mean, both these guys are baby faces, but like, I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is the baby face of the NFL. uh, And rightly so. He's been so good since he took over as the starter there in Kansas City. And that Chiefs offense has shown signs of life against the Bills, who were banged up and got more banged up in that game. And the Dolphins, not exactly defensive powerhouses. We're talking about a Ravens defense that is the number one scoring defense in the NFL and uh, the Ravens being just the fourth team since the 70 merger to have a first team, all pro quarterback and the number one scoring defense in the NFL, the previous three to do so all went to win, uh, went on to win the Super Bowl. So history is on their side. Uh, Is there a reason like outside of it, just being Patrick Mahomes and him having the pixie dust on him to, to like, just go roster for roster and pick the chiefs over the Ravens in this football game? No, there's not a reason. (laughs) <laughs> no, I think I, I don't think there's a reason because <laughs> the listen. I said yesterday on 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 another show. Don't tell anyone. I actually did another show. What? But Charles. Yeah, I know. I'm, I, listen, I'm admitting it, so we'll be in counseling. Oh, okay. So hopefully, right. hopefully we can throw <laughs> it. Um, Bring some flowers next time. 
Yeah, oh, believe me, and, and there'll be a fine dinner for both. All right. <laughs> the, the, what I was saying yesterday was when they lost that game to Buffalo in regular season, Kansas City, and Tony lined up offside. The beautiful play came back. You know all those things that went to it. But Buffalo went to Kansas City and won that game, right? And that was three losses out of four for them. And member Patrick Mahomes snapped at the end of the game and was, you know, so flustered about the officials. Didn't do it quite right with Josh Allen on the way off the field. Who's a friend of his. Had to call him later and apologize because I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, give you the reading. I think we talked about it. I said then, that's not him being upset at the officials. That's him understanding that his team's not right. That his, that his receivers aren't, aren't there for him, that this is more than a struggle. And I was very, very, very pessimistic that this team could get to the Super Bowl. And here they are, right? They have found that way. You've mentioned a number of different things. Miami on paper was a top-10 defense, but they don't play like a top-10 defense. Baltimore, not only on paper, but for real. Okay, Baltimore is the group that when they come over to your house, that's when your mother leans in and goes, are we sure they can – because they're going to break up all the furniture, aren't they? Yes, they, yes, they are. That's what they're going to do. So you're exactly right about that one. But, but, but is there a reason to do it other than Mahomes, history, Kansas City, and being who they are? The answer is no. The better team is Baltimore when we look at it on paper. But come Sunday, let's see how this game's played because here's the last thing I'll say. Lamar Jackson, as we've talked about trying to get over – has had his struggles in the playoffs. Last week was very encouraging by how he played. They're going to need that from him again this week. Yeah, they, they certainly will. Like, there's no world where the Ravens – well, I shouldn't say no world. I mean, that defense is incredible. But it's Mahomes on the other side. Like, you're just going to have to make some some plays, and, and it'll be – it's fascinating to see. I cannot wait. Uh, in terms of the other game we're looking at here, you know, we started talking about the Lions. Uh, that one feels like uh, a little more – people are a little more clear in, in how they feel about that one. 49ers, uh, bigger favorites there. What's your read on that game? What's maybe the most uh, interesting kind of storyline for you heading into that one? Yeah, for me, it's, it's the, the Lions' defensive front. I know this isn't the sexy part. We'll get to that in a minute. But the Lions' defensive front versus the 49ers' run game, because we focus on the Lions' run game with David Montgomery, Jamar Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs, and, and we know what they do, and that allows Jared Goff to throw the football at leisure. But the 49ers are a running football team, first and foremost. I think sometimes that gets lost because of the people they have out wide when Debo's right, okay, when, when Brandon Ayuk uh, is out there playing when George Kittle's running down the seams and, and catching passes. You know, Jawan Jennings making plays for them as an extra receiver. McCaffrey out of the backfield. But they want to run the football. You know, I will just tell you that if Kyle Shanahan found a way to run it 50 times a game, he would do it. Okay, a lot of play callers will not mm. because they're falling in love with their play schemes. And I've spent all this time drawing this up. I'm going to show you how smart I am. Kyle's not that guy. Go back to that playoff, that Super Bowl run they had before. And Raheem Mostert kept running into the goalposts in, in their playoff run. Remember, Jimmy Garoppolo threw it less than 10 times in yeah. both the playoff games before yeah. the Super Bowl. So Kyle will do that if that's available. So that defensive front for the Lions, which has played so well all year long, you got to have another one of those efforts. Because if he detects the possibility to run it, he's going to stay with it. Uh, where are you on Brock Purdy? Because that was, I mean, he, he eventually made the plays down the stretch in the, the 10-point fourth quarter to, to beat uh, a Packers team, albeit in the elements, and that was a big part of it. Didn't feel like he could get a, a good grip on the football. 
but so many people are ready to, to throw him overboard, right? Like, despite the fact that he was in the MVP discussion midway through the season, are we still going to, like, if he loses this game to a very good Lions team, it does feel like we're yep. back on to, like, hey, do, do the 49ers need to look for another option uh, at quarterback this, this offseason? No, hey, look, you're, you're, you're saying exactly what's out there. I don't, I don't deem it fair. I watched a Brock Purdy struggle, 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 and then make the plays down the stretch, which I've seen Hall of Fame quarterbacks do, and that's how I measure quarterbacks a lot in terms of, look, 25 of 28 for 337, four touchdowns, no picks, phenomenal day. But I want to see you under the cauldron. I want to see when you've struggled all game long and your team needs you down the stretch and you pull it together and make those plays. And I saw Purdy do that. Now, he'll have to continue to do it because, as you mentioned, he has Mr. Irrelevant deficit, meaning being the last pick of the, of, of the draft comes with it, well, he can't be that good. So no matter what we say, but don't, worry, don't, don't forget he was the last pick of the draft. Eventually, he's not going to be that good. It takes a lot longer for people to buy in. People have forgotten that it took a while for people to buy in on Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady? Tom Brady's first Super Bowl start, you guys probably remember, there's a major controversy about whether he should start that game or Drew Bledsoe should Bledsoe start that game. Bledsoe had to come in in the conference championship and not clean it up, but, like, they needed him. Yeah, right. it was massive. No, he had to come in and win that game because it was the first quarter when Brady hurt his ankle. You're exactly right. Yep. And he played well, and they won, and everyone went, ah, now you can go back to the veteran. Now you can go back to Drew because Drew lost his job in an era when you didn't lose your job due to injury, remember back then, if you got hurt yep. and you were a starting quarterback, when you were ready, you came back in and took the job. And Bill Belichick broke the mold and went, no, not going to do that. I'm staying with the kid. So when we got to that conference championship game, Pet Belichick and the picture were peppered with, so, uh, Bledsoe, you going back to the veteran? What are you doing? And Bill was like, no. <laughs> and that's how the legend started. And if you remember, Brady wasn't super impressive in the Super Bowl, oh. but he was on the last drive. You remember in the last drive when everyone said, heck, John Madden, the great John Madden, <laughs> said that they should pretty much sit on the football and let's get to overtime. Remember? Yep. And John, and they came out in their own territory, and he was like, I don't know, I think you sit on the wall, blah, blah, blah. And guess what? Bill Belichick said, no, go. Yeah. And Brady took him downfield and scored, and the legend started to burgeon. But he was a six-round pick that people kept waiting for him to go away. That's what Brock Purdy's fighting right now. He needs a big game on Sunday to continue to have people go, oh, he really is pretty good. Because I will tell you on record, I think he's pretty good. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I've been seeing some some kind of videos making the rounds of little subtle checks Purdy does at the line, and I think that's what has the football people such a believer in him. Like, there was a play where, I'm forgetting who it was, I think it was Kittle, was supposed to kind of, you know, cross behind the line and then get back into motion, and Purdy just says, stay still. Don't. We have two seconds left in the play clock. Just stay there. And I think those are incredibly impressive things, but until you rip the big throw on third down or have that drive you just talked about, people don't want to stay at home. Uh, it's interesting you mentioned Belichick because that's where I wanted to go with you next, Charles. Uh, this is a hey, guy. Hey, 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 no, real no, quick, please hey, go real ahead. Quick yeah. Before we get to Belichick, real quick for Belichick, that play you're talking about with Purdy, you're so right. I, I love the way you finished it. The subtle stuff, the, the football cognoscenti. Oh wow, that's amazing. But we as a public, as you said, until you see that 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 dart that he throws on a bang eight. 
to win a ball game, that's when people are proven. But I will just tell you, the roots of that, him stopping the motion and running the play because the clock was winding down, when you hear – when Peyton Manning was quarterback and you heard Omaha, mm-hmm. Omaha, do you know what that meant? No. That meant everything stops. There's no more motion. Mm. There's no more sex. There's no more anything. We go with what we have. When you hear Dak Prescott go, here we go, here we go, that's what that is. That means we're stopping the rest of it. So I don't know if the 49ers have a code word or a phrase or what have you, but Purdy is in the long line of this is what we have to do now. Let's go initiate the play. And that's what they did. And by the way, on that play that turned, I think, turned into the touchdown for um, McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. There was a missed block in the back by IU downfield. <laughs> that was absolutely missed, but it turned into a touchdown. But all that being said, Purdy, the subtleties, all that, that's why people believe in him. But I believe you are correct. Until he throws the big shot in a big ball game like that, it's harder for the public. My fault. Sorry about that, guys. No, no. I, th- I think you I, th- I think you, you bring the point up really well. And even just to go back to Brady, right? Like it was a it, – it's crazy to think now that it is all finally said and done. But it was a slow build. It was game manager stuff and you slowly chur- churn it along. I do want to ask you one last one about Belichick but before I let you go, Charles. The, it looks like he's going to be on the outside looking into this, this coaching search. Now, me, I'm kind of a believer that – Sports is a pendulum. You know, some team within the last year or two will have hired some hotshot OC that maybe doesn't work out so well, and you think, what's the exact opposite of that? Oh, Bill Belichick. I don't think because he misses out this go-around that it means he is done uh, in terms of head NFL head coaching, but uh, just your read on the fact that it does seem like he's going to be on the outside looking in, potentially at least on this round of coaching hires. Yeah, from the outside, it does appear that wherever there was interest for him, it feels like there is that sense of what, what Robert Kraft, Mr. Kraft said, why they didn't make a move with him to stay as coach, but take away authority about the roster. Cause he said, it'd just be too awkward in our building. Right. Yep. So others are looking at it in their building. Would, would we be able to do that? There's a lot of speculation in Atlanta that Rich McKay, who oversees GMs and, and head coaches, he would have to lose his authority, and that was too awkward, and Belichick's going to be more of a short-term than a long-term, and blah, 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 blah. I just think that sometimes that can be overblown, but if Bill Belichick's telling you that or giving that vibe, yeah. that might scare away some people. So he may sit out a year, may. We, there's still two jobs out there, but it doesn't feel like Washington or Seattle is his job. So he may sit out a year, and as you pointed out, when the pendulum swings again, someone will be racing for him. And then I have heard a rumor that there are there's a there's one team out yes. there that is thinking about guess what if it all goes through we may move on our coach late and just go get Belichick so <laughs> all that still has to play itself out and we'll see where it goes but who knows but I love the fact that you used babyface uh-huh. there's no heels no, <laughs> there's no heels quarterbacks in the final four so that's kind of a bummer we don't have that one quarterback that we can all turn and yell at and the whole deal mm-hmm. but we'll find out someone will emerge as a heel during this during the rest of this final four and we'll go from there and and, and if we have it we'll get sheldon keith to come yell at him and get him right <laughs> look at you charles we we'll, love you for yeah that. we'll see if there's any <laughs> shoots in, in any of the games this weekend uh, but i mean we guessed about what that the, who the mystery team is on on belichick i don't know you want to hazard a guess to, to who that team is that's like lying in wait <laughs> maybe gonna fire their head coach and hire bill belichick you know 
Let's do that next week. <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds great, Charles. <laughs> All right, Charles. Uh, appreciate it. We'll, 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 we'll close the show while the match is still going on, and we're not quite sure right. who came out of the audience with a foreign object, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That's good stuff. Uh, Charles, always a pleasure. Enjoy the weekend, buddy. Be good, guys. Take care of yourselves. You too. Charles Davis, NFL on CBS and NFL Network. Shoot is, uh, I had to look it up because yeah. I was like, shoot is, a, is, a, is a, a wrestling term. Yeah. Us, not wrestling guys. And there's plenty no. littered throughout the, the daytime schedule here on Sportsnet 590, the fan, yeah, the wrestling actually, people. I'm actually like kind of, just with the amount of wrestling people in the building, I'm surprised one of them didn't just charge in here. Yeah. Like there are, there are wrestling people lurking at all points in time. Shoot is like when something unscripted happens in oh. the match, okay? Okay, right. I didn't know that. I knew, I knew, I know what a work is. Yeah. Like when you're putting something on, we yeah. of course would never do that. We absolutely no. believe every opinion we bring to air and fights we have. Uh, and then baby face, I'm aware. Mm-hmm. Heel, I know. Let me. I didn't actually. I I didn't plan to do this until Charles brought it up. Is there like a super heel, Aaron Rodgers? Is that the only heel In quarterback we have? Because uh, people for sure Brady for so many years was yeah. that guy. Somehow I don't. I really don't understand the mechanics of this. Somehow mm. Patrick Mahomes, universally beloved still, despite mm. ripping out just every team in the world's heart the entirety of the time he's it's existed. Just, he's just, I mean, he's too perfect a character. Again, like if you've seen that. Uh, no, like, but so, okay. You haven't, you understand. didn't watch the quarterback no, series No, I have no desire. I have, I have no, guess what? I watched the Jordan hagiography and it's like, I kind of know how these things go now. Mm. I watched it for that guy. I'll it watch it for LeBron. It was made by him though. There was yeah, multiple. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you're right. I'm sure he signed up to parties. look. Ter- I'm sure he signed up to look terrible on camera i'm sure he did i mean not everybody looked great yeah yeah i know and i definitely believe netflix filmmakers protect you know marcus mariota the Mm. exact same way they do patrick mahomes yeah i mean maybe we'll get to that point like maybe if it's just like fed accompli year over year over year and like maybe we start to understand patrick mahomes's uh political Mm. proclivities as well like maybe that'll play in well i was gonna say i'm like i don't want to put it on either of the guys but i feel like it'd be the guys in the nfc championship game could you imagine one of them just like had a red hat in the locker yeah that would be intense but no what about russell wilson is he a cute uh heel qb our producer i feel like he's a mocked qb but not a heel yeah i don't think he's like uh, it's much more a nelson uh, months haha than it is a boo well and also he's going to become a sympathetic figure when Mm. he's removed from the situation there in denver not like listen (laughs) that's what the money is for you do that not that's what the money is for but it's (laughs) yeah Ah, okay azo did find the answer for us who uh deshaun watson Outside of Cleveland, well, yeah. I don't know that there's many people. I like I kind of forgot about that one somehow. Sure, I did. I don't know. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. You go, you oh you going the other way? The no, baby no. face. Is that what you're saying? You're I'm, looking at me like I'm crazy for bringing this up. No. Okay. <laughs> Obviously not. I was gonna say Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers in the same bucket. I think one guy. Yeah. I, as much as I hate Aaron Rodgers, I feel like we yeah. should probably put them in separate buckets. Yeah. Just to be clear, I think it's only fair to Aaron Rodgers. Yes, to, that's to what do I'm that. getting at. Yes. Uh, anyways, before <laughs> Let's we wrap just up, run this, away from that as far as possible. Uh, like last thing on this uh, weekend for now. Maybe we'll revisit it later on in the program, but. To me, the most interesting narrative that mm. will come out of the weekend is the Brock Purdy thing because that's a team that ends up as the number one seed in the NFC. They win that division. He had them in a great position, yep. suffers the injury in the NFC Championship game last mm-hmm. year that doesn't allow him to get the opportunity to to already prove his worth 
in the postseason. Is Mr. Irrelevant? Has the bad game last week, but salvages it at the end against a Packers team that isn't even supposed to be here. And still, like, you're, you're, you guys, you and Charles are absolutely right to bring up the Tom Brady of it all. Yeah. But it, it's... it. It I feels... want to be clear. I'm the last guy to call anybody Tom Brady. I get mad when people call Patrick sure. Mahomes Tom Brady. But so it's a fair comparison. We're talking totally. about the 200th no. overall selection totally. and Mr. Irrelevant. The difference, it's negligible, Callie right? We're talking, yeah, we're, t- we're talking about guys that were overlooked, not expected to have NFL careers at all. Could be, I mean, one guy's the greatest quarterback in the history of the sport. One guy could be on the verge of winning his first Super Bowl in just his second full season as the starter in San Francisco that to me is the most interesting thing that we can have a guy that's had as much success as he has, not necessarily statistically, but like, yeah, there was before the, the big interception game in the regular season, we're having MVP conversations around yep. Brock Purdy. We are, I, I mean, maybe this isn't correct, but it does feel like we are one bad game against mm. a gettable lions defense away from having offseason conversations about Sam Darnold being the starting quarterback week one in San Francisco next year. I don't think it would be about Sam Darnold. I think there'd have to be a bit of a bigger swing than that, because if you'd say Brock Purdy couldn't do it, why on God's green earth would you think Sam Darnold could? But right. I see your point. I think that that is the most likely referendum we have coming out of this. But if the, if the Ravens defense does its job and Patrick Mahomes is a mere mortal and Lamar Jackson is not able to be impressive enough to overcome that, that will be the loudest narrative. Because I think the Purdy thing, Mm -hmm. there's a world where he is fine. Mm -hmm. The defense maybe doesn't perform the way you want and it's not quite the hard and fast referendum on him. But I think just because of Lamar Jackson and the stakes are so much higher and it's not Mr. Irrelevant we're talking about. It's a Mm -hmm. first round pick and a two-time MVP and the best team in football this year. That one, I think the stakes are just so much higher for. So I actually think we're, we're yeah. ve- it's very ripe for a hot, hot narrative yeah. Monday. Well, I they mean, actually, and you know what? I know that they would never do this, but they really should make it like conference championship Monday night because of the NHL All-Star break next week <laughs> with us having nothing to talk about. Right. They would never do that. But just like, you know, I love some schedule thoughts. Yeah, yeah to me, there's... Um, and I guess it depends on how it goes. But yeah, for Lamar Jackson, there's the built-in excuse of like, well, I am facing this this generation's that's why, Tom Brady. That's why I think the defense part of because the Ravens defense, like, I don't think anybody knew like completely mutes Patrick Mahomes. I don't think that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. They absolutely can keep that offense in check. Worst defenses have done that plenty of times this year. Yeah, and especially this yeah. Chiefs. Yeah, yeah exactly. like, like you're yeah, like you're saying. Uh although they look a lot better against some lesser defenses Certainly in Miami. Do. In uh, Buffalo. All right. When we come back, the thing we've been waiting all show to talk about, we're finally going to get a chance to talk about <laughs> the it. most, the truly most important story in sports heading into championship weekend in the NFL. Raptors Clippers. No, no. we'll, we'll uh, maybe touch on Raptors Clippers. Yeah. No, but it's no, like, Michael Grange will do that. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk to Michael Grange later on in the uh, show. But Anthony Kim might be on back? the verge of uh, a comeback to professional golf. And there's so many angles to tackle that topic and we'll try and hit them all next as the fan morning show continues ben annis brent gunning sports 590 the fan fresh views on everything in the national football league it's the fan Checkdown with matt marchese and donovan bennett subscribe and download the show on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts Ben 
morning, Joe Sportsnet 590 the fan band and spring gunning. Lots of sports to talk about, even though no Leafs or Raptors yesterday. That's okay. I will feel very differently about one of those things next week. But that's the next week problem. Yeah. It's not all-star Friday break. problem. No, it's all-star break next week. But the all-star game's here in the city of Toronto, so there'll be plenty to talk about. Feel the lots fervor. of media availabilities, and, you know, we got the all-star draft coming up on Thursday. You know what? That was, that's right. I, I, I shouldn't have assumed. I'm sure all the NHL all-stars will be coming in studio with us. You're right. I'm sure. Do you discount the possibility of any? Uh, at, at, at the very latest, 8.30 in the morning? Yeah, I kind of do. Nah. Okay. I, I think, I think we're, <laughs> stay tuned for our Sidney Crosby uh, sit-down. Uh, at some point, I next will. Week. I do have to say, just I wasn't planning to talk about that, but I was once like at the car wash when we first got the rights deal, like they do it in other places. It was mm-hmm. once here, and I was there for the player car wash of everybody rolling through. And you would have thought it was game seven, Stanley Cup finals. I locked in Sidney Crosby. I was like, a lot of guys are shaking hands. Oh, hey, good to see you, bud. How's mm-hmm. it going? Where am I going next? Who am I talking to? Mm-hmm. His name's Jeff. Okay, good. Locked <laughs> in. Like it was just, it was remarkable. And it's no wonder that man's a champion in everything he no, does. No, he's figured out how to do media because, yeah, not no, but similar I'm saying, to but Connor what, McDavid. But like, what I'm getting at is. A little awkward. He's not as awkward anymore. No, and, but what I'm getting at is, like, even just, like, his walk from, like, all right, we need you to sit in front of this mm-hmm. camera to go sit over here. It's like, he looked like he's walking to the locker room. Like, he mm-hmm. just has that presence about him. Yeah, special guy. I guess. Anthony came special in a different oh, way. Oh, my God. He's like Sasquatch. Okay. For the uninitiated. Yeah, you got to set this up because this is like talking to me about like a close family friend. So right. I know all the ins and outs. But I think a lot of people are going, I'm sorry, who? Yeah, Anthony Kim back in the day reached as high as sixth in the world. He's a former professional golfer. There you go. That's the part I think people were missing. <laughs> and... In his day, was viewed as the heir apparent to Tiger Woods, and there was plenty of reason, plenty of evidence to support that. Like nobody, I think we all had the same conversation we had about Jordan Spieth when he mm-hmm. also reached some some pretty lofty heights Rory. in his early twenties. Yep. It's like, oh man, the next Tiger Woods, but like with the caveat is like Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods, Obviously. like you know the next like Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods in quotes. <laughs> yeah, right. Nobody was going nuts, but this guy was like an Mahomes, absolute be the next Brady. Revelation, but also a guy with a big personality, a big belt buckle. Yep. Like he was out there doing it. Like mm-hmm. he was, he was, this is not an uninteresting fellow. He was famous enough to be not only giving Jessica Alba putting lessons on Jay Leno's show, but he played in the NBA celebrity all star game. Like that's the level of celebrity. Forget about just golf, what he mm-hmm. had accomplished. Just for a golfer to cross over to have that level of appeal, which I know today feels a little, eh, okay, these guys are around. It was Tiger and everybody else, and he was actually able to break through in that way. But if you if you haven't heard of him, don't know who he is, and you're of a certain age, you're, it's understandable. He has not played in a PGA event since 2012. That was the last <sighs> we saw him. 2012, it's at last check, 2024. It's a long time. A dozen years ago. Okay, so he hasn't played since 2012, not because his play dropped off, because of a myriad of injuries. Mm -hmm. Now, not only has he not played professional golf in 12 years, he's been, you mentioned it, Sasquatch. He's been, he... Out in the ether, like every once in a while, you'll hear hear reports from like the best golf reporters in the world that they heard through multiple intermediaries. A friend of a friend of a source. Kim was like playing a fun round of golf here, or like this is his thinking here. 
And, and there was once a Zapruder film-like footage that came of him, but no one had a date or time of when it could have been of him hitting balls on a range. Like, it's remarkable. Okay, and so we have a general idea of what happened, but no specifics. What we think happened, and I'll get to why we're talking about yeah. Anthony Kim in just a second. What we think happened is because of those injuries yeah. and because of the success he had already had, he had taken out an insurance policy mm -hmm. on his body that... When it appeared his career was over, he cashed in on somewhere, and it's reported in the neighborhood of 10 to $20 million mm -hmm. was paid out to Anthony Kim. The only caveat being, you get the money, you're done playing pro golf. That's that. You can't, you can't come back. Now, why we're talking about Anthony Kim today is that there is a report that he is in discussions at the age of 38, which in pro golf ain't no. ancient, right? Phil Mickelson's like 60 years old when a major's out there. Yeah. Okay? Tiger, broken, decrepit, won a major. <laughs> yeah. We're, he's in discussions with both the PGA Tour and Live Golf about a comeback. Now, what the parameters of that would be are, are wishy-washy. We don't know entirely. Here's mm -hmm. what the reporting tells us is that he, he went to Live because PGA Tour, they do have like hard and fast rules and like yep. you can get sponsors exe exemptions for certain uh, tournaments, and but as a pass winner, he'd be able to get in some tournaments. Yeah, but live golf is like whatever. Like they'll put you wherever, whenever, as, as long as shake hands with the prince and you're good. So the reporting on this thing is that he came to live, and they're like, "Yeah, thanks, but no thanks." Before Greg Norman had to be like, "What are you talking yeah, about?" Dustin Johnson and others also <laughs> making some noise about this. Yeah. And there is now a renewed conversation of maybe a one-year deal for Anthony Kim. So there's so many aspects of this I want to get to, but like that part, maybe we'll start there because yeah. I just mentioned it. I got no time for live. Like I, 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 I like those players are still great, and yeah. yeah. yeah and my feelings about you know, morally, it's it's a quandary, no doubt. But now the PGA Tour is involved. It's the, it's not even that, yep. right? It's just. It's it's the, the shotgun. Hokey. It's the it's the no cut. It's, it's all cupcake. of it. Yeah. It's uh, Trump courses. The, yeah. Okay, whatever. Anthony Kim plays on the Live Tour I'm in. for the first time <laughs> in its existence. I'm absolutely tuning in. Maybe it's just for one yeah. week because maybe he he's no good after not playing pro golf for 12 years. But you want to get me to watch a Live Tour event, and I get it. Like they're trying to appeal to people outside of the golf hardos. Mm -hmm. But the golf hardos are 100% tuning in to the first Anthony Kim tournament. I finally found the first guy who I wouldn't begrudge taking live money. It's like this is his get-out-of-jail-free card, except it's not jail. It is the shackles of, I know, poor him, a potentially 10 to $20 million insurance settlement. The thing about live again, just to kind of help shepherd this along for the uninitiated, is that the reason why that would be so much more you know, uh, a better option for him, quite frankly. You mentioned the tournament stuff, but it's also guaranteed money. Like, he is cashing. And he would probably have to give back the insurance money. Right. So that's why the amount of money he would make would be important to him. Now, there's obviously other stuff here in terms of endorsement deals that could come out of the woodwork because Anthony Kim, the Sasquatch, who's not allowed to talk to anybody or swing a golf club in front of anybody, not that interesting. Anthony Kim, the recluse, coming back from a 12-year lost like in the JD wilderness. Salinger stuff, man. It is incredible. You just do not see. Like, we've seen retired guys say, okay, I'm going to come back. We've never seen this. Just lost for so, so long. And 
I would be all the way in. And that's the interesting part to me is you're right. It feels like everything Liv has done is for the people who at best are golf casuals. Hey, there's no commercials. You never have to wait for a shot. Don't worry. We're not going to bother to talk about the course at all. It's a shotgun. Guys are going off 18 and finishing on one. Who cares? This is for you and me. Yeah. This is for the guy who was watching, you know, my boy Dunlap, the amateur, win the Amex last week. Okay, that's who this is for, and that is the very interesting part about this to me. I mean, there's a million interesting parts well, about yeah. it. Like the, the least of which is if he does reemerge, then oh my do we, we get definitive answers on what happened and what he's been doing and his yeah. thought process through it. That's another part of this that I want. Like, what would you do in the same instance, right? Like, if so, you, I, so you're, you're I am a three-time winner on tour, like Anthony Kim was. You're you're 26 years old. You're yeah. a three-time winner. You, you reach the heights of sixth in the world. You suffer injuries that you might not be able to come back from. And boy, we've seen this in recent vintage. Like Brooks Kepka, you, you go back to watching the full swing documentary totally. and the reasoning behind him taking the guaranteed money from Liv is like, I don't know, like considering these injuries, I don't know if I'll ever get back to that guy. I'm just yeah. taking the cash. Yeah. And, and even if it hurts my career down the road, whatever. I Like financial security is important yeah. to me. Um, and that's different than like the 10 to 20 million mm-hmm. that maybe Anthony Kim yeah. cashed in on. But if you're Anthony Kim and you're like, Phew, Maybe there's a possibility I come back, but here's what I know for sure mm-hmm. is if I take this money, I'm set for life. And like, I, I, I don't have to worry about it. I, I, I can, can live a pretty comfortable lifestyle. Uh, $20 million can go a long ways. Yeah. Like, I, I think for most people, uh, and if think. Anthony Kim is no longer a pro golfer, he's just like, he's living a normal ish yeah. life. What, do you begrudge him for if, if it was like 50, 50, whether he tries to come back or takes the money him spending 12 years out of pro golf and and taking the security. I, I can't begrudge him. I mean, impossible to say without knowing the particulars. I feel so differently about it if it's a 50-50 proposition versus a, hey, like 20% chance you get hurt again, 70% chance you're great. Like now everything we know about Anthony Kim, which again, like who were you at 26 and who are you now? Who was I at 26 and who am I now? Guess what? A pretty different guy. But, I'm the same guy. Oh, okay. I'm very different. But the you look at Anthony Kim, it's, he was as confident as can be. The big flashy belt buckles and he's talking on the phone on the range, hitting one-handed chips. Again, that feels kind of a place of golf now. It certainly wasn't then. I would imagine the injury would have had to have been so catastrophic and debilitating that he felt as though he had no choice. Because yeah. that's And that's why I have to think... Of course, I would have done yeah, the same. Yeah, but thing. if that was the case, if he felt like he had no ca- uh, no no choice, it, it feels like. And again, I I hope to God we get definitive answers on this. That he was embarrassed. That he the, mm. the reason we haven't seen him in 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 a dozen years is because he's like, yeah, it's I again. This is my putting this entirely yeah. on Anthony Cam, and without answers, it's all I got. Mm-hmm. Is that he's like he is kind of cowardly. Like it's it's kind of cowardly, and not to say I wouldn't have done the same thing because I am a I coward. F- I was gonna say that feels if like nothing very much else, the move you would have. I am risk averse yeah. and a coward. That very much feels like the move you would have taken. But I think that's what we're dealing with here. That's why Anthony Kim went away is because he's like I don't know. It's so, I, I mean I I'm a pro athlete. I should want to <sighs> be able to. I should you know have that in, internal fire that says keep going, yep. come back. And I didn't because I just, I wanted to be comfortable. So in 2012, he had surgery, which was kind of, you know, seems to be, I'm just kind of filtering through the timeline here. That seems to have been the kiss of death. In 2011, now granted, the other majors didn't go that well for him. 
He was T-fifth at the Open Championship. Okay, this wasn't, again, I don't want to overstate it. This wasn't the guy ripping off 10 wins a year who walked mm-hmm. away. And this was the other thing about golf is that you show some promise early. And yeah, a lot of times it works out. A lot of times it doesn't. It doesn't. Like we have seen this movie before as well. David Duvall reached way higher heights than exactly. Anthony freaking Kim. Exactly. And then but, fell off the planet. But that's the thing I look at is that this is a guy who in the two years preceding him just walking off the face of the earth was T-fifth at the Open Championship and solo third at yeah. the Masters. Right. And again, that would have been 24 and 25 years old. I can't in a world imagine a guy who is so, and hey, sometimes it's an act. Sometimes you put things on, but I could not imagine the person he appeared to be at 25 and 26 with those things so recently in his life going, yeah, I'm just scared. I'm gonna, I am gonna. I could not well, then imagine why? it. Then why? Like, why haven't I understood? Okay, so if the if it was, hey, 90%, you you can't possibly come back. Yep. And and he and everybody in that in his position would have taken the money. Why haven't we heard from him? Because this is not a guy who was like, you know, yeah, who, who's like some of the other pro athletes we we understand aren't really big fans of the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Like this no, guy he loved it. liked my, it. My my other theory, because yours definitely carries some weight. My other one would be it's just like it's too raw a nerve. And I'm not going to compare the two things, but there are some people who lose a loved one or a pet. And guess what? They just want to talk about it forever. They want to just like keep that memory alive and have a million pictures up and look and talk to people who knew them all the time. And there's some people who just need to move on because the nerve is too, too raw. And I do wonder if that's what it was for him. And you finally see some thawing here. I don't know. Yeah, no, I... I understand that element if that's the case, and he's just like, I don't even want to look at golf clubs. Yeah. I don't want to ever play golf again. But apparently that yes. hasn't been the case. Like, yeah. he's been playing golf. Like, I've heard this from David Faraday. Yeah. I, I've talked to David Faraday. Me about, too. About, and, and, uh, see, well, yeah, he's great. Um, but, yeah, this is a guy that, you know, wasn't a, a major champion by any stretch of the imagination and didn't have a ton of success. But, you know, he he played in, in majors, played in the Open Championship, and and after his playing days, he doesn't like to play golf anymore because he's mm. like, this sucks. Like, it just reminds me of what could have been yeah. and, and and how I never reached the heights that I wanted to reach. So that's I, – I, I don't see that happening with Anthony Kim because, again, yeah. this is all filtered through, like, third – fourth-hand sources, but Anthony Kim has been playing golf recreationally in the preceding yep. 12 years. So I – I find it hard to believe that that's the deal. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, again, I like we could talk about this forever, but yes. the idea of like playing, play, playing tournament golf and playing at a muni with your buddies is, is a little different, right? Yeah. So I, I don't know. Neither does it happen. Like, God, now it, ha- I Netflix, 37-part doc. <laughs> give it to me. Yesterday. I, I imagine like the, the, the powers that be on the live tour saying thanks, but no thanks. Uh, how how on earth? It actually just it actually makes me question the golf acumen of the people involved there, quite honestly. Yeah. Anywho, hopefully this story continues. All right. Time now for the Wake and Rake, presented by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book, Bet Local. Just one game remaining for the Toronto Maple Leafs before they head into the All-Star break, and that's in Winnipeg on Hockey Night in Canada. The rematch of their one-nothing overtime victory at Scotiabank Arena on Wednesday. It's of course uh 7 p.m. Eastern start. In Winnipeg, uh, Brent, uh, do you expect more of the same that we saw on Wednesday? Yeah, uh, how how can you not? Uh, the Jets are almost certainly going to have a better goalie in net than the one they had who only gave up one goal, and that wasn't Brossois' fault, but uh, hell you buck, I like him a little bit better. I'd imagine you see Samsonov back in net for the Leafs. Why wouldn't you? Shifley, 
inching towards a return for for the Jets there. So yeah, how how can you not look at more of the same? I don't think it's a one nothing win for whoever ends up scraping. But uh, let me put it this way: won't be taking the over like I did the last time. No, uh, I didn't take the over last time. Uh, well, I, I did. I yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't think the Leafs are going to be favored in this game by any stretch of the imagination. But because they are the Leafs, because they won on Wednesday, I bet be you tight. it's a it's a it's a depressed line. So yeah, I like the Jets, and and I I might like the puck line in this game as well for the Winnipeg Jets who yeah, are going to be highly motivated to uh, pick up a victory against the mm, most famous team from yeah, this cause, country. Because according to them, nothing better than beating the Leafs. That is true. And that was the Wake and Rake presented by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book, Bet Local. When we come back, speaking of those aforementioned Maple Leafs, we'll talk to Sam McKee, real kipper and born, and Leafs talk next as the fan morning show continues. Ben Ennis, Brent Gunning, Sportsnet 590 The Fan.